You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Carrie Miller-Ortiz is a retired U.S. Army sergeant who lost both her legs when a car she was in was hit by a drunk driver while she was on leave from military duty in 1999. After playing a variety of adaptive sports, including wheelchair basketball, she discovered the sport of sitting volleyball. She would go on to help Team USA win a gold and two silver medals over the course of three Paralympics. She has been a huge advocate for adaptive sports and has spent a big part of her career getting other individuals with disabilities involved in sport. Now, her focus is to make sure no one is left on the sidelines and that everyone experiences the power of sport. So, Carrie, it's great to talk to you. Thanks. It's great to talk to you. I normally start when when I'm uh, interviewing a, a fellow military veteran um, with a question about, you know, what, what was your why? Why did you, why did you join uh, the, the army? You know, initially it was because, um, I I don't have those, uh, the, the whole patriotic, um, backstory, uh, growing up, my, my aunt was in the military and, um, she was like one of my, one of my, you know, the the, the woman that I looked up to, you know, she was this, this big, tall, just strong, amazing woman that everybody loved. And when I was little, she would come in in her uniform and I just kind of thought that's who I wanted to be, you know, that. And then the other half of it is I was raised by a single mom. And so I needed a way to figure out how to pay for college and, to, you know, to get through. And, and so it was like a, a, a no brainer for me. Yeah. You know, that's, that's interesting. Cause that's, that's similar to, to my story. I mean, I, I had a long uh, line of family tradition of military service, but, but also, you know, my parents were divorced and, and I was looking for an opportunity to, 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 to better myself, you know, and, and serving the country was, was a good way to do that. And, and so when you went in, when you went in, did, did you, want to join the army or were you looking at other you know branches of service? Yeah, no, um, I definitely, for me, it was only the army. Like I only, <laughs> I had these preconceived notions, right? So growing up, you look and you learn about, oh, the Marines, oh no, they're too tough. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be, you know, eating bugs and, and <laughs> living in mud. That's, my mind was just totally, you didn't know that, oh, there's a ton of different jobs that you could be doing, you know? That's not what, what I, I knew. And I knew that my aunt had, you know, she, she was in the army and she got to live in Germany and, you know, moved over in my mind, Texas, all the other side of the world. Right. Um, so those were those were just this is how I chose the army. And then Air Force was never an option. So <laughs> why not? Because <laughs> I wanted to join the military. I'm just joking. Uh-huh. I'm so <laughs> But no, no, I wanted to be like my aunt. Sure, that makes sense. And and you you talked about um, you know military occupations. Did you know what occupation you wanted to do? No, what I decided on was um, my uh, I had the the best recruiter. So she was like, "Listen, you want something that's transferable when you get out of the military." 
Right. She's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to send you a beer. My grandmother used to do her hair. So she didn't want me to like go in and be miserable. And so she was like, Hey, make sure you do something that's transferable, something that you'll enjoy. You know, don't get, don't get wrapped up in the whole GI Joe uh, idea. And so that's how I did. And she's like, you know, in some positions, they actually give you like sign on bonuses. And I was like, what? And being a broke high school kid, I was like free money, you know? And so those, that was kind of like my criteria of, okay, what can I do when I get out? and then also who's going to give me money to sign up you know and so that's how i ended up you know doing it choosing my job that's a smart decision right you're going to get you're going to get (laughs) x no matter what but if you do certain positions you're going to get more than x (laughs) exactly exactly and what did you choose what was your military occupation i was a transportation management coordinator which is like a logistic so we did load planning for air, um, for airplanes. We did rail moves. We did highway moves. We even did barge barges. And so it was really cool because we got to go go to like different bases and work with different, um, you know, types of um equipment so like working on railheads and then another week i'm at the atmic working at the airplanes and then you know another one we're loading barges and you know i'm tracking them and it's it was really cool yeah that sounds interesting did you do your training at fort eustis i did go i was at fort useless i was at fort eustis. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah i knew if you were in transportation that's probably where you where you went i was that's right my basic training was in at fort lost in the woods so oh my god that's where i went oh, that's yeah. where i went fort lost in the woods yep <laughs> and, and um since you mentioned germany what, what what were some of your duty assignments and duty stations um so i we were of course we went over um to germany we were at the ramstein and um at over at the air base we were over in korea um we did some time in uh when we were in kosovo um so just about all over and then in the u.s we were were just kind of bouncing around um mainly though on the east coast because we were out of maryland and so um we did do some things in new york um we did some things in um at fort meade and at like the coast guard yards and so we're a little bit because of my job we did a little bit of everything so we were a little bit of everywhere okay and and before you joined the military or even while you're in the military were you active in sports like or even growing up was sports part of a part of your life yeah it was a huge part of my my life growing up because my mom was a basketball coach for the high school that i grew up in um i mean i'm sorry the elementary school that I went to, I went to an all black Catholic high school and elementary school. So um, it, it was a pretty cool uh, dynamic there, but she was a coach there at the, at the elementary school level. And then, um, so I played basketball. Um, I ended up running track in high school. Um, yeah. So sports were just, even just, you know, over the weekends, I used to play basketball with the boys and they used to have me practice things like, okay, stand on this board, maybe, you know, and, and we'll work on your calves. And so you'll be able to dunk, you know? And I was like, mm, I'm five, four. I don't see me dunking, but I'm a try, you know? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and where did, where did you grow up? I grew up in Washington, DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned that you, so a drunk driver hit you. Yeah. 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 In the city, in DC. Yeah. And so, um, did you, was there any limb salvage efforts at that, at that point? 
you know what? <laughs> I, I know this is going to sound weird. I feel like I was really lucky in that. No, um, I had the great doctor. He came and they amputated me on the scene um, mm-hmm. because I was trapped in the car. Mm-hmm. And so I remember waking up and like looking up and like, we, it, was, it was a big Cadillac, like a really cool car. Like, and it was supposed to be super strong and safe. However, it crumbled when it hit up against the, uh, you know, those big brown utility um, electric poles. So mm-hmm. the car hit that pole and I was on my side. So I caught it on my side. And so I didn't know it, but I was crushed right from like the, like the waist down basically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had passed out cause I couldn't breathe. I didn't know that my lung had collapsed. Um, and then, so when I woke up again and I looked up and the roof was off the car and I was like, what the, and it was, uh, one of the firefighters, he was over, over top of me and he was looking down and I was like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, well, you're trapped in this car. And, and then he was, and I asked him, I was like, well, can't you just cut down the pole? He was like, yeah, no, I can't do that. And I was like, that's messed up. The pole is worth more than me. And so we both laughed or whatever, <laughs> you know? So after that, we ended up, um, he was like, you know, I said, you know, just get me out of here. Whatever you need to do. If you got to cut my legs, off, I don't even care. Just, uh, you know, just get me out. I'll forgive you. And so he gave me a hug and he gave me like a shot and I woke up and, you know, I was in a hospital, but I knew that, you know, my legs were gone, but you know, whatever it took. Right. When I got injured, um, I was, they didn't know I was in the military or anything. So all of my stuff, I was at uh, PG County hospital that really? was so weird. Yeah, I drove through there and realized that they were, it was shut down. Like huh. oh, this is like just last month. So I was like, oh my God, it's crazy. Um, anyway, so you know, it was through PG, PG hospital. Cause it was the closest one to where that accident happened. Uh-huh. And, um, and then I did a lot of my rehab at national rehab hospital in RH. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I didn't really get around Walter Reed or any of that until like, well, you know, after I started playing adaptive sports and such, and then I went on. Yeah. Yeah. I did most of mine in the civilian world. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. And then I went to the VA for my rehabs. I mean, for like, you know, PT and all that other stuff. So. Okay. Okay. And so how did you discover sitting volleyball? (laughs) By accident. (laughs) Um, It was, (laughs) it was a happy little surprise. So what happened is I played wheelchair basketball uh, over at, at um, University of Illinois, and um, we had been asked to try out, a select group of us were asked to try out for the U.S. team. And so that was like a huge, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm going to be playing, you know, and I'm going to be a Paralympic basketball player. And, you know, because that's, that's like your goal, you know, I wanted to be, you know, the top of the top. However, it was not meant to be. Uh, mostly all of my team got chosen except for me, that, you know, during that point. Um, and I ended up, um, you know, a little dejected and like, oh, forget this, whatever. Uh, I'll just go, you know, I don't, I don't know what I was going to do. But one of my teammates, this is a little girl was like, hey, why don't you try, um, you know, sitting volleyball? And I was that was not that was not my, that was not in my game plan. But I'm so glad that I actually, you know, ended up trying it. You know, it was it was, it was, it was a great idea. I remember like some of my first practices or, you know, when I first tried it out because they were like, Hey, why don't you go to, um, you know, go try it out. It's the first practice is going to be in Atlanta. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to totally hate this sport, but a trip to Atlanta is going to be awesome. You know, mm-hmm. sure. so I'm, glad, I'm glad I did it. And it was, ended up being amazing. So you mentioned obviously um, wheelchair basketball. Were there other sports before you before you really got into sitting volleyball? 
Um, no, mainly it was uh, wheelchair basketball. I've did some things at um, some of the VA clinic. Well, I went to like one of the VA events where I really enjoyed like the um, the shooting and you know s- some of those other you know individual sports. But um, during that time, no. Since then, you know, once I got started on you know playing like wheelchair basketball and volleyball, that kind of opened me up you know, to try different things like, you know, the the shooting and I'm in love with archery and I really, really enjoy rowing, you know? So I think that once you take that step past what you're comfortable with, because basketball was easy, right? Because I played basketball my whole life. Mm-hmm. But once I made that step to, oh, let me try volleyball. Well, since I like that, let me try, you know, because of the fact that, yeah, I ended up liking something beyond what I knew. Yeah, and and I had a chance at um, Endeavor Games to experience uh, sitting volleyball. It's a it's a different sport and a difficult sport. Yeah, you know it's it is it is a, a lot of times people think adaptive sports means easier. It does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not. I was just having a conversation where um, one of the we were I was talking speaking to this um, this really nice lady and we were talking about how um she really enjoyed watching wheelchair basketball and you know a lot of the different sports and I was like she said she tried it and it was you know it's really difficult and you know one of the things that we do is we give ourselves a lot of disjustice because the sports that you're playing we make them look easy but think about this you're playing basketball on wheels right you're running track on stilts you're playing volleyball on your butt so it's like a lot of the things that you you know that that make things so much more difficult but when you watch the people do it it looks effortless mm-hmm. it does yeah you're right particularly when you're when you're watching the paralympic level or the elite elite athlete <laughs> level like, oh that looks that looks easy yeah, no, no. Half the balls are super heavy. You got to do everything in like milliseconds of the time. Like it, it's, it's crazy. And, and so you went to this uh, camp or event out in Atlanta and did you uh, immediately fall in love with it or what was that kind of progression like? So in, initially for me, it was oh, this is going to be stupid. Um, these half naked people, you know, I'm a basketball girl. So it wasn't really like that girly girl, you know, sport where you should go and look cutesy to go play the sport. Right. So then when you see these people, you're like, oh, this is going to be a joke. And then you realize as you get closer, how big these women are, they're like six feet tall. And you know, the, the short ones are five, you know, five, 10. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> So then you go and you sit, you sit down and they teach you, you know, the basics of, okay, if you catch the ball this way or that way and you go play and then you don't realize how scary the sport can be until you see a flying ball coming from a, you know, a six foot, you know, two or three woman flying at your face at, you know, a billion miles an hour, you know, that's when, but at the same time, that's when I realized I absolutely love this sport, you know, being able to get to that aggression now, being able to be you know, to be free. Because for me, you know, every day is kind of, you know, I'm kind of hindered, right? I used to run track and be free, you know, before I got injured. And then afterwards, every time I get up, every time I walk or do something, I have to have prosthetics on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always encumbered, you know, I'm always, you know, there's always something to remind me, but when you're playing sitting volleyball, you take all that off and it's just you, the court and both the ball, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I fell in love with. And so what, what happened then? So did you, uh, did you uh, get invited back to other, other, um, events or how did you ultimately make um, a decision to, 
to be part of the national team. <laughs> so they were during that time they were getting ready to go to I think Athens. And I had never really played basketball volleyball ever. Um, however, I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. I want to join the team. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Athens too. Little do you know that you know you gotta try out and you know, but I looked and I was like, oh man, it's all these old ladies on this team. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna make it because I was young then, right? It's like all these old ladies. <laughs> This one's she's got to be at least she's got to be at least 40. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I ended up, um, you know, I was like, I'm going to join this team. So um, and, and, and very politely, the after, you know, going to a few camps or whatever, the coach tells me, he's like, yeah, you're very athletic. We really want you to continue on. However, no, you're not going, you know, and I was like, mm, well, this is stupid anyway. Like my mind, my pride said in my head, like, this is stupid. anyway. I don't want to play the stupid. So I'm going back to basketball anyway. Right. So I ended up, um, I went to tell my mom, she's like, oh, no, what you're going to do is you're going to practice and you're going to get better and you're going to play. And so um, I did. I ended up practicing and, you know, getting a little bit better here and there and then playing. And then, you know, not only playing, but being, you know, called, you know, being um, named one of the best liberals in the world. So it was it was awesome. It was a great it was a great decision to try something different. And the coach just at that time just said, you're just not ready. You're just not ready. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He's like, yeah, no, you, you don't know what you're doing, but that's okay. We'll get you there. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, just like anything, you have to work at it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So was it 2006 that you made the, your first world? Was that your first world championship? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, was that Netherlands? I think it was Netherlands, my first one. I have the worst memory on earth, but <laughs> yeah. And, and what what I definitely am excited to talk about is um, is just the, the, the journey of, uh, well, your Paralympic journey. You've made, you were part of three Paralympic teams and uh, starting with, you know, 2008 in Beijing, which, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about Beijing now. <laughs> and, right. and so 2008, 2012, uh, the U.S. team won, won silver. So um, what was it like leading up to the 2016 games in terms of trying to get over that hump? Um, I think that it was there. It was their time. You know, I think that we, put in, you know, so much practice. We and there were young people that became veterans between the uh between Beijing and and um finally uh Rio. You know, they've had the opportunity to to grow in the sport and to learn and adapt. And I think that's what, what, what took them over the hump. Um, I think the competition continued to grow, but I think that the U.S. grew more. We had some coaching changes. We've had we had some personnel changes and it just it just all came together. Mm. So so what was it like being on top of the podium then in 2016? Oh, it was it was awesome. You know, always, you know, silver, silver is, you know, it's. It's, it's like good. a very it's good, <laughs> but not great. Yeah, it's like mm, no. Um, I mean, you're better than others. You're like, yeah, okay, but at the same time, oh, it, it, it's 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 a painful one because you you know, you you have to smile, but really you want to cry, and then you it's 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 a rough. And I'm just being honest. It's just a rough position to be in because you're like, yeah, I know, I know we're in the top two. However. I wanted the gold medal. We didn't, you didn't practice for a second, you know, you practice mm-hmm. for first. So, 
Um, but you know, the difference in that is like, oh man, the culmination of all those years of, of all that time and, you know, that visualization and coming together as a team. And I think that that's what, um, what, what the gold felt like. And so after, after the Rio games in 2016, did you, did you know at some point in time that, you know, that would probably be your last, I mean, what was your, what was your thought process like, you know, um, between 16 and 20? Um, after Rio, I knew that, I mean, well, before Rio, I knew that that was my last games because, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but I start and I think that it's, I don't think it was fair for me to continue on past that point. Um, because when you first start, like I remember the games and I would go when we went to Beijing and it was like really cool and shiny. And, and I was like, you know, just like an awe of everything that happened and like living in the experience. And, um, you know, it it was just, it was just an amazing, like I can still visualize just about everything that happened Mm. during that time. Right. Like it it was, it's an indelible time in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. However, you move on to uh, London and uh, you were like, Oh, this is hopes or whatever. This is kind of cool. And, you know, and you see, in, in that, but then when I look and, you know, that was four years in between and it, but I knew from all the other uh, tournaments in between, right? Because the games are just one of however many games you've been to. Right. Um, it started all kind of rubbing together to me. And uh, I was like looking at the the shine. I was so excited when I saw like Kaleo's face, or, like the new players and like visualizing how they were seeing the game and how they were feeling going into it. Um, you know, I was still ex- having a good time, but I, uh, you know, as the years went on, I was kind of losing my shine. Like all of the courts were starting to be courts, you know, um, you know, oh, we're just going to this other country. Okay. Yay. But before <laughs> when it was like, Oh my God, we're about to go to Russia. Woo. We're about to do this. And I want to see this. And I want to learn. It started being, man, Oh, where's my family? Why? You know what I mean? Like it, it started not being those things. It was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go do this. And I don't think that this is something that you should take as rote, like, you know, an everyday occurrence. And, and I don't feel like I was living in the moment at that point. It was like, okay, if I get this gold medal, phew, you know? <laughs> and even if I didn't, I don't think that I would want to continue on. Like it was, it wasn't, what it was to me on the inside. And I was kind of feeling jealous of, you know, my other team, you know, my teammates looking at how they're, they were accepting that experience and how they were really like in it and in, and in love with the actual experience. I love the game, but it became not as shiny as it used to be for me. Yeah. And I think that's a very valid point for, you know, a lot of athletes, you know, in terms of just when they come to that crossroad, right. And, and decide, you know, is it, is it fun anymore? Or is it, or does this feel like, you know, work or a job or something that I, you know, that I'm just doing, but not necessarily getting out of it. What I, what I had once did or hoped to or whatever. So exactly. Yeah. And, and all, all throughout those, those three Paralympic games, you were, you know, going to school, you were, um, and, and what did you get your, your undergrad in? Biology. <laughs> Well, that, that's so helpful for what you're doing now. <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. Yep, yep. Um, I started off when um, when I was in school in West Virginia. My my degree was in my uh, was in biotech and genetics, and then I moved on to biology because I knew in my heart when I was out there, you know, in, in Illinois, that I wanted to be a veterinarian, and that's who I was going to be, and that was it. 
Yeah, not at all. I didn't even know we're near that. My world took me to so many different you know, in, in, a, in a totally different path in so many different ways. And I wouldn't have given any of it up. It was, it was really cool. Well, and, and, and I obviously joke about that, but, but you have done some, some wonderful work. And in, in addition to being a, an amazing athlete, you've, you've really helped in a number of other athletes in the adaptive sports space. So, uh, you know, obviously we'll talk a little bit about your work at Move United, but before Move United, uh, let's talk about some of the things that, that you, you had, you had, you've done. Um, so in the, the very, very beginning, um, I helped to, um, well, let's start off with, there was a, the Paralympic military program at, um, Walter Reed and Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um, we helped to, to stand that up and to create opportunities for veterans as they, you know, they went through, you know, their, their rehab process. Um, you know, and, and it was, <laughs> It was crazy because a lot of times the doctors or, um, you know, nurses would be like, oh, we don't want our vets. They may get hurt. And I'm like, well, if they have muscle tone and, you know, whatever, then they'll be able to get up if they fall. You know, they'll you know, it helps with their recovery They're, You know, and so they, we came up with the um, idea of making positive profiles for um, veterans so that, you know, they can do to have all the things that they can do rather than figuring out what they can't do. Right. And so that means you you know, they can get out. Well, no, you cannot do swimming because you just had an open Mumford on your shoulder. Right. However, you can do these 900 other things that don't involve you swinging your arms. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we did that. I, we did trainer trainers to help teach um, facilities and staffs all across the U S on how, you know, how to uh, teach, teach adaptive sports. So I learned a bunch of different adaptive sports, you know, I may not be good at them all, but I do know how to play just about everything. (laughs) Um, We did a lot of um, outreach for, um, you know, lobbying on Congress for the things like, like the, uh, the VA grants, the grants for, um, for para, for individual like veterans who are wanting to be Paralympians in their training. So we, we did lobbying and got, you know, funding for that sort of stuff. Um, we, um, we, you know, created or, you know, did a lot of connections with the adaptive sports community so that veterans would have opportunities at, um, at home to play, you know, in, in sports as well as, um, we did, you know, the, the warrior games, right. Then the very first warrior games, mm. man, I'm old. Um, and we went on to do uh, a bunch of things like that. And, um, from there we ended up, uh, I ended up playing that for a while. Then I had to go to, uh, to London. So I left that position and then I went and, um, played, you know, went, went to the games and came back and, met up with uh Marsha at the Air Force for the Air Force and then I ended up creating their uh the um AFW to so Air Force Wounded Warrior community programs. So while the vet they you know had opportunities while they were in the program when they went home, we made we create, created that network and um so that they'll have places to connect and play with play. But they also if there were if there was nothing we would create it for them, create opportunities for them. So that was another another thing that we did. I did, um, and I think uh, I've coached. <laughs> I've done a lot of training clinics. I've gone out and spoke for um, you know 
prisons and schools, any, any way to, to, to help the message. And then, you know, after I retired, I started an Air Force, I mean, not an Air Force, a um, sitting volleyball pro, sitting program at, um, in Texas. So it, just hmm. a little bit of everything, wherever I could go. Yeah, and, and advancing adaptive sports along the way each time. And I, I think it's pretty cool that you helped both, you know, the Army and uh, even though you joked about the Air Force earlier, you helped the Air Force too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, and I mean, I've coached the Air Force, Army, I've co- coached the Marines. And um, so I've been just about <laughs> everywhere. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm here to help. And I'm here to serve. I think um, one of the things I grew up, you know, we've, we've all had a serving spirit. My family, you know, my mom, he was a police officer. My, um, my dad is a police officer. My uncle's a police officer. My aunt was an uh, army. So it's all about service and giving and, you know, and being there. And so that brings you obviously to, you know, kind of your, your new role here at Move United. Um, you know, what, you know, I'll ask it in one of two ways, what either, inspired you or or caught your attention about wanting to come to move united or or what what are your, some of your goals that you have maybe um in this in this role at move united you know i i think that um okay so that's, that's a two a two-part question so with it with my what brought me here is that move united has been from the beginning one of the organizations that i have always turned to for help so um, when I was in DC, you know, I could reach out to then Disabled Sports USA. And, and to me, that meant Julia, right? Mm-hmm. Reach out and go, hey, can you can you help me with some balls? Or, hey, I need some help here. I'm going to start a single volleyball team. And here's a facility, here's a facility here. I'll show up and, you know, and then I'll help you in any way we can, you know? Um, and then with the veterans, you know, I, I was like, okay, so this veterans in West East Jablip, what can I do? And she'd be able to help me or um, I need funding to send a team somewhere. And, you know, she can help either help or point me in a direction. So I've always had them to lean on um, throughout. And so to be able to be a part of the, the people that people lean on, it, it's, it was a no brainer, you know, it was always a, a great, a great, and, you know, um, to work with such, I mean, everyone that I've ever come across as part of this organization, I've always fallen in love with, I've always, you know, thought we were amazing. So to have that every day, you know? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what, what drew, drew me, you know, to the organization too, being, uh, serving in the, in the army and not serving in conflict. I did, uh, it was, it was a way for me to, to, to give back to my fellow veterans, you know, that, um, that, that did, you know, serve in conflict and, and, you know, got injured as a result or whatever. So we all have, you know, our reason and our, our why, yeah. like we started out with, what, what was, what is our why? So <laughs> exactly. What is our why? And and I know that you're, you're obviously, you know, not too far into the position, but do you, what do you, what do you anticipate? Uh, what are some of your goals or expectations, I guess? Um, I think that some of my goals is to expand upon an already great organization. I want to make sure that we, um, are able to serve all of those um, those in need um, to be able to expand upon that, to be able to make that outreach to to expand our fingers, to be able to have you know a, a couple of little little brown kids skiing and um, you know people who wouldn't think you know to do certain activities to be a part of those activities, mm-hmm. um, people who couldn't reach um, activities to figure out a way so that we can connect with them and bring them into into the fold. 
um, and to make sure that, you know, we reflect as an organization, those people we serve as well. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, going to be a great ride. And I think that we're already on our way. So. Awesome. Anything else you want to share, Carrie? No, I'm just super happy to be here. Like, you know, from from day one, getting to know the team and, and, and everyone and, and knowing that everyone here genuinely cares. Like when when you ask people um, about the organization, you can almost see a tear in their eyes. So and it's not out of pain. So it's really it's a really <laughs> great place to be so far. But I'll find out later. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's that comes that comes several weeks later. Right, right. When I realize the tears because they're so tired, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs>